my friends. Welcome to R&B Talks. I'm Brian, and this is Reggie. I'm Brian, and this is Reggie. <laughs> this is our Christmas episode, but I'm so solemn. I'm not sullen at all, actually. Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm not. I'm tired of the cold hello, already. Hello. <laughs> I did not sound like that. But thank you. Thank you. It's nothing like a nice boost to the ego, Reg. Nothing about nothing like pumping a guy up, right? Uh, ho, 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 <laughs> As everyone can see, Reggie has the sweater oh, on. Oh man. The sweater. He has enough Christmas joy for both of us <laughs> with that sweater. Um, oh man. Well, you know, it's funny. My I have Christmas shirts. Okay. Like there's like a, a I got I got like a button up because uh I don't remember my wife wanted so so there was like one I liked a lot. It just had like um I don't know, like bit holly leaves and you know, whatever on the side. It was black. It looked yeah. but I was like, okay, that's that looks good. And then I think my wife bought me this one that's has Santa on it, real big and everything, you know? Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't really need that many. I don't. It's not like a, I have a sweatshirt that says uh, has Darth Vader on it. Says, um, "Your lack of cheer is disturbing." Right. <laughs> so I got like those three, and then out blue, she's like, "Oh, I got you a Christmas sweater." I'm like, I don't. I didn't really need one, <laughs> but here we are. We have. Hey, a- listen. You listen. Your wife knows what you need. Well, it wasn't. You know, look, my daughters, man. It was just funny. I'm just sitting over sitting over there. I was like looking at. Um, I see some headlines and stuff, but excuse me, but they were coming. They came in. They're running in. Daddy, daddy, we got your Christmas sweater for your episode. Yeah, and you can't bounce back on that. <laughs> nah, dude. I mean it's like okay, yeah. thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> you can't rebound <laughs> off the, that, man. That's, that's all there is to it. That's yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Just I have an imaginary Christmas sweater on. You do. It's, it's, I do. It's imagine. It's beautiful it's in my imagination. So awesome. It's stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. And Reggie is smoking a finger pipe. <laughs> it's bamboo, but it literally looks like he's smoking a skeleton's finger. It's, how does that look like a finger though? Like, dude, like I one, two, three, four. There, there's plenty of digits. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's like several fingers linked together. I got this from Paul's pipes because, and it was funny. Or only reason because it's not really. It's a really nice pipe, though. But well, it's cool. He called it sure. the the ugly egg, you know. And I'm like, yeah, it's ugly, but it's so ugly that I think it's cool. It's so <laughs> it's ugly cool. that you had to have one. Yeah, it's like I'm so ugly, I gotta have it. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been in that situation where I've looked at something and that is the ugliest thing that I've ever seen, and I must have it. I don't know. There's there's something. There's things that are like, okay, this is this is so off the beaten path, you know. Yeah. I just I don't. It's, I take that back. I have bought some tennis shoes that are ungodly awful, but I had to have them because they were so unique. Uh, I, as everyone knows, I am a I am a shoe junkie, and uh, I, I don't. It, the more unique and the more different, the better and happier I am. And uh, I have purchased some awful and ugly shoes and sported them proudly. Um, but that's beside the point. How was your week, Reg? Shitty. <laughs> you're welcome thank you yeah kind of a garbagey week in a little bit right like it's the end of the year you're tired See, but i feel like every time we do these episodes it's always shit it's always like oh it was god awful it was well or, I, or you, and you, to, to to paraphrase a great friend of mine it was utter complete garbage <laughs> uh <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't total garbage it wasn't like a bucket of garbage no, look, juice. My, my problem with this week okay it's really it, it should be because like i, I got our, my last week of classes was last week last week of work before i'm off for the rest of the year t- taking off for vacation all that stuff but like this whole this whole health insurance debacle is just freaking it's got me kind of like on edge a little bit when i shouldn't be you know yeah. i get it I mean, it's a big deal, right? Like, it's not, it's not like a little thing, you know? I mean, no, I it's, mean, and if it's got you shook enough to be like digging deep for options, it's, it's a big deal. Well, it's like, I'm not panicking because I know, okay, so I'll, I'll tell the story since it, the people listening, they're like, but the, you know, the, 
we found out when we took one of my daughters to get blood work, the place said, hey, by the way, I uh, don't know if you know this or not, but we didn't renew the contract with your health insurance company. What does that mean? Well, it means that we're not going to accept your insurance after January 1st. <laughs> like you'll have to pay cash for your services. This, this, this medical group is this, like, it's a big medical group that has like all the doctors that we, so we use all the doctors and, and the facilities are all under this particular group. So I spent, and this is probably why I was, I saw that was so crap because it was like all these email threads and phone calls I was making this week about all this stuff, but can I, can I terminate my medical coverage and keep this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I, it was all these things. It was like, no, 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 no. It was like a glaringly big red glowing button of no the whole week, right? About anything I could do. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to change doctors, but they have to, uh, I don't know if that's good for my wife or not, but we'll find out. But, you know, it's it's not like I can't work around it, but it'll cost me money and it'll cost me time. And either one of those, I don't really want to have more of spent, you know? Well, this one's for you, Reg. Yes. I'm going to be the one guy who says yes. Um, that make you feel better? I haven't asked to taste the biscuit yet, though. That's okay. Yes, you can taste the yes. biscuit. <laughs> And you can taste the biscuit with the goodness of the honey sauce. See, <laughs> why did she say honey sauce though? You know because, what I'm saying? You know the KFC. Okay, honey but she's packets. specifically talking about like the KFC honey packet. Yeah, I think that's so. What is she actually act- talking about the KFC yeah. biscuits? Yeah, she's t- she says it in the song. Remember? That is KFC biscuits. KFC five piece. Like she talks about the KFC in the song. Like KFC needs to go find toasters and moose. And like put them in a commercial. It would be I guess I don't remember global. That, but I really found it appalling anyway. But so so <laughs> not only did she write a song about a biscuit, but she wrote a song about a KFC biscuit. I know. She's obviously never had a really good biscuit. And then she she obviously doesn't like butter in the way it mixes with her mac and cheese either, which I find odd because I find that butter makes everything better. You put better. butter in mac and cheese. I know. And butter makes everything better. Hell, you should put butter on your biscuit too. But here, but oh, but here, here's a question. I am convinced that the butter that KFC has is is not real butter. So oh, maybe sure that's why that. they call it butter spread. That disqualifies it from being actual butter. It's because it, it isn't butter, dude. Same thing with honey sauce. It like has like a very minute <laughs> amount like of 1% actual honey. honey. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> you know, that's what it's like when you. <laughs> So, my, so because we we don't try to eat so much of that stuff, so my yeah. girls, right? You, <laughs> so now they're like they like the real stuff. Oh yeah, you try to feed them the raw, like the weird. Oh, oh man, dude. they're like, what is this, daddy? <laughs> it's garbage, bro. It is so bad. I, I told my girls the other day. I was like, look, when I grew up, we had like the cheapest margarine crap we could find at the store dude. in a tub. I can't believe it's not butter. We couldn't afford that. Country crock. It was like the cheapest generic form of butter thing-ish. Country rubber bucket of Whatever it was. spread. <laughs> I mean, that's what we had. So it was like, you know, real butter was like a thing. It was like, oh, yeah. oh, oh we got real butter. Oh, my oh, God. No. It was a special occasion. You I'm ruined. <laughs> so my, my biscuits will never be the same. Oh. I I shudder a little when somebody tells me that they're look, man, the last time I ate KFC willingly, uh, I can't even remember. Um, cause it's gross. I mean, no offense to KFC, but Taco Bell's gross. Uh I don't know. I, I I love me some some tacos, bro. I can't man. do Taco Bell, man. You, you can't eat a good taco. I know. Like but- you cannot go to like like agave and rye and eat an actual good taco and then go to Taco Bell and enjoy a taco. <laughs> I know. Well, but it's just like, if you're out and about, I just want a taco. I'll just, I'm fine with that. I don't have that. So, and, and the same thing with like, um, what was it? What was it? But, the, but a burger though, yeah. I guess because I've eaten too many, <laughs> yes, too many cheeseburgers. <clears throat> I can't do that too much at like McDonald's about makes me sick. I will. I. I'm. I don't know, Can't man. Do I'm. Not, I'm. Dude, and here's the thing: it's almost cheaper to eat at a sit-down restaurant anymore than it is to eat at fast food. Yeah. 
right? Because, I mean, you go to McDonald's and get a couple of value meals and you're 25, 26, 27 bucks in, man. That's a lot. I remember when you get two values in McDonald's for $10. Yeah. Now you get like a quarter pounder with cheese and fries and all that stuff, and it's like $9.50 for that. <laughs> I mean, we spent – my problem is, dude, what happens is like we'll be out and about, right? Yeah. So so like it'll be a day when um we had to leave at a certain time. So I didn't I didn't eat in the yeah. morning and it's like two o'clock and I'm like, damn, and like everything's gurgling. <laughs> I was like, you need to eat. Yeah. And so by the time I make it to somewhere, it's like, I want three of them and four of them and five, you know, but um mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do that, obviously. But I actually do better when I don't eat breakfast. <sighs> I don't. I do terrible. When I eat breakfast, I seem to be hungrier during the day. But if I if I like have just a like a real small little snack or something or nothing at all, I'm really good. Hmm. I don't have I don't need anything else. You know, interesting. It's very weird. Speaking so, of interesting, yes. How about a word from our sponsor? Exactly. Let it roll, Reg. Cue it up. Okay. Are you a small business or solo entrepreneur looking for more of our presence online? Technology is ever-changing, and with more and more people spending most of their time on screens, it's important to have your brand out and about, getting the most exposure possible. Worried about not having a big budget for website design or social media? At Edwards Managed Technology Computer Consulting, we cater to every business or solar entrepreneur's individual needs to come up with a plan that works for your product and your wallet. Interested in learning about how we can manage your online presence so that you can spend your time doing what you love to do instead? Visit www.emtcc.net to make an appointment or give us a call at 1-888-551-2770. Mention R&B Talks for 10% off your appointment. Remote and on-site options available. Hello, we are back. Yeah, right on. So we were talking about the longest song yeah radio song radio song but like we know that the wagner opera is seven years that's long. In wagner. <laughs> well but i always wanted here's what I, when i lived up northeast what I, I always wanted to get tickets to the metropolitan opera and see it uh-huh. right but in order to go through all the it's like over three or four e- evenings right okay um but the, the wagner ring cycle um but it was like it was going to be, I don't remember what it was. This is this is going back 10 years now, maybe $1,500 to go get decent seats and do all that. I don't know what yeah. it is now. <clears throat> and you had to buy them like in a year in advance. I always did want to go. And I probably, you know, eventually I'll probably do. Because the, so the, the Metropolitan Opera it has like the highest paid um, classical musicians pretty much uh, in the world. Yeah. Because they actually, I mean, um, when I was in college and prepping for like orchestra auditions and stuff, it was always like, you know, <laughs> but that was, that was your dream thing. But, um, anyway, I always, always, always wanted to go, but, uh, but longest radio song. Um, I don't know because the, to be honest, man, probably when the long radio songs <laughs> were actually being played, I wasn't listening to the radio. You know, dude, I'm going to say that the longest song that I've ever heard. Uh, it's probably. I don't know. Maybe it's I don't think it's the longest song there is, but it seems long because I've heard it 4000 times is the the full cut album cut of Hotel California. I know it's not the longest song that they've made, but when you've heard it six. 142,000 times it makes itself longer <laughs> yeah i mean dude because um, i mean when i think about long songs i always think of prog rock and stuff like old genesis and well i know there's some know. stuff that yes has that's like 12 14 minutes yeah. long yes yeah. has some seriously long songs if you ever listen to the entire version of roundabout that's pretty long not the radio cut but the entire version that's a pretty long song right speaking of music so Chicory Electric Band. I, I think I mentioned that when yeah. we talk about music, right? Yeah. They actually have a deluxe Chicory Electric Band studio album set on LP you can buy uh-huh. now, all put together and everything in this cool thing. It's, it's a couple hundred bucks, but I'm like, I told my wife, I said, I got to have it. Yeah. I just, just, no. I grew up, that's what I grew up Like everybody else had Nirvana and all the crap. No, I grew up with Chicory Electric Band. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I'm like, I got, you know. I got to do it, but um, 
I, I used to have like a really nice turntable um, and stuff, but I don't anymore. So it's like I buy the, I'm buying the LPs when I don't even. I'll send you the link to the record player I, brought, I bought, Caleb. It's a nice record player. It's not huge, but it's good quality. And it's got a uh, compatibility to link to Bluetooth speakers. So if you want to just put wireless speakers in the room and play it through the uh, LP, mm. it works. I probably wouldn't do that. I probably just hook it up to my uh, receiver in here. And fair enough. But you never know. You might want to hook up the little portable Bluetooth speaker. But see, that's the feature mm-hmm. point. It's not going to be portable at all. So why have Bluetooth? <laughs> that's just uh, that's the odd. The speaker's portable. Not the album. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you're not, you know. Oh, do you remember that the record players you used to be able to buy? You could close the lid and you carry it like a suitcase. I wonder what happened to those. That's what I'm talking about. I want a belt drive, freaking old school. So you want I, an old, old school record player. Well, I have one okay. out in that hallway. You know, when you yeah. come up our stairs, you come around there. That cabinet, it's one of the old oh, record sweet. cabinets. Nice. And it still works. Does it have an A-track player in it? Yes. Oh, so sweet. You need to start collecting eight tracks. It's too. got it's got the it's got a radio and it's got eight I think it I think it has eight track, but it's got a record player in it too. All that stuff. And then the speakers are on the side, right? Yep. It's really neat, but it was like too big to put in here. Like I didn't have room enough for well, put that in there you know. unless I just because you the top opens up to put your records in, so yeah. you couldn't put anything like on it. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> anyway, look. <sighs> As people can probably already guess, it is Christmas time. It is. Hence the sweater. Hence the sweater. sweater. Hence the jolliness. Ho, ho, ho. So, Reg, how you feeling about Christmas? You know, I like, I love Christmas, man. I mean, and I feel good about it. But we, we do, we do Christmas so different though than when I was growing up, man. I mean, it's a totally different thing. Yeah, I I struggle with Christmas a little bit. Um, it's a. I think Christmas time was the time when I was a kid when my family fought the least, <laughs> and that's really why I appreciated Christmas, honestly. Because I mean, I grew up not really in a Christian household. They they. They claim to read the Bible and claim to know God's word, but it was my family was very chaotic. Um, and that's not everybody. People are going to hear this and go, Brian, what a douche you are for saying that. No. Yeah. But no, I'm, I, I think that the only reason I loved Christmas when I was a kid looking back on it is it was the least chaotic time that I ever had as a kid. The rest of the year was just yeah, elbows and knees and hoping to clear the clear the bar, right? And then Christmas time would come and <clears throat> I guess my family had some kind of internal instinct to not want to cut each other and scream at each other, you know. And you know, I can say this, I do appreciate Christmas with my dad being around now because my dad is a man of faith, right? So, you know, it's sad this year because my stepmother is ill and we're not going to be able to be there for Christmas. And I'm really, that really kind of bums me out because my dad is an excellent musician and they would sit around and, and sing like little drummer boy and get out the, get out the, uh, uh, the mandolin and the guitar and sing gospel songs. And it was, it was very, it it had a spirit it has a spiritual element to it right like it it almost it reminds you of what the actual story of christmas is right like um you know the story of christmas is has nothing to do with gifts nothing to do with any of that it has to do with you know the birth of christ right so we i really began to appreciate that part of it right that that there was this spiritual element where we recognized what the holiday was about. And we never got crazy with gifts. We gave, we gave to each other, but we never got crazy with gifts. Yeah. We, it was more about getting together, man, and, and just loving on each other and having a good time. And this year, not having that, I'm sort of struggling with, you know, um, not having it. Another blessing though is uh, we don't have to travel 
on Christmas Eve. So I get to actually start to begin to have traditions with my kids and my wife that I've never been able to have. Cause for the last 20 years I've been married. It's been dude, Katie bar the door. Let's roll. Let's get to where we got to go. We're jumping from house to house. And, um, you know, which uh, great, funny Christmas Eve story. You're going to like this. Um, I think this, I want to say this was like three Christmases ago. Um, I was sick as a dog. Like I was broke, dude. Like I've not been that sick in a long time. I had been sick for two months and fighting it and taking mass quantities of decongestants and mass quantity. I mean, I think, I think Mucinex stock went up like 800 points while I was sick. Um, so <laughs> my dad is it, my dad lives on a hill on a knob in Stanford and, 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 and God bless it, man. It's so peaceful out there. Um, but we drive out there and Julie and I haven't been out there that many times on Christmas and it was dark and it was snowing like a nutball, man. It was crazy. So <laughs> we go and I think I know the right way to go. So I'm like, let's turn left here. So we start driving and we start to realize after about 30 minutes of driving that we have no idea where we are. It's snowing like crazy. So I get this emergency call from my wife while I'm driving my son is asleep in the back of my trailblazer. Um, oh, my God, something under my car is going haywire. So my wife pulls off on the side of the road. I get out in the snow. I crawl under the car. and She's hooked a limb, right? There's nothing wrong with the car. She's just dragging the limb. So I pull the limb out from under the car. And she's like, we got to figure out what's going on. But the GPS won't work because we got no signal because we drove to the middle of nowhere, literally. So I say, let's just soldier on. And we're going to see Lexington in a few minutes. I know it. And we start driving. What do we come up on? We come up on Somerset, which is we realize at that point that we've gone about 50 miles in the wrong direction. So we finally get the GPS to work. I am dying in the car. Like I'm like trying to keep my eyes open. It's pouring down snow. Like, I'm in the trailblazer. My wife's in front of me. We left my dad's at like 9 p.m. We got to my wife's mom, my my in-law's house at like midnight. I died in the bed that night, woke up the next morning, was even worse sick than I was the day before. But it was so funny because it was just like, I was like, we got to stay calm and, and take it off. That Caleb's is asleep and remains asleep through this entire endeavor. Never wakes up, never stirs, never moves, just snoozing in the backseat. So, yeah, that was a that was a funny Christmas. That's funny, man. That's a, that's a my Clark Griswold Christmas story. <clears throat> I know, we we always went to my grandmother and grandpa's house on Christmas Eve. It was always the thing. Yeah. Go up to the farm. You know, the house was, you know, everybody's packed into this house, 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 but it was, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, got together with family. I, uh, we always had ham and there was always a ton of food. It was always awesome. Right. Yeah. But, you know, grandma got too old for that. We didn't do it anymore. And then, uh, well, when, let's see, Christmas Day was usually with my aunt, uh, and my mom and all that stuff when they were alive. And then, you know, when my aunt died, you know, we didn't do that anymore. And then, so like things just, just changed a lot since I was a kid about, and, yeah. and really even, even over the last like a decade really. But, you know, so, so now with my family, we go on Christmas day, we usually go over to my in-laws for brunch. Uh -huh. We used to, used to spend the whole day over there. We don't go anywhere else. Yeah. Nah, I ain't going to do that. Not, not anymore. And then I'll get together with my brothers and stuff and their family and then, uh, probably the whatever sometime after that. But that's it. I mean, as far as get togethers and stuff go, I mean, but the kid, you know, the kid, the kids, they get all kinds of stuff, dude. It's crazy. And, uh, I don't know. We, we, I don't, <laughs> I don't try to make it too complicated and I'm not going to commit to things that are too much, but. I always wanted to have like an actual Christmas party though, where I invited like friends of ours or, or like people we haven't seen in a while and all this stuff and like have a huge meal with everybody like that. Cause there's like, there's a whole ton of people that, um, 
from like back in the encounter days and like, you know, from Southeast and like all, all, all kinds of different things that I'd love to have. Yeah. Just look, let's just look, y'all come over. We'll have a big, big old meal and all that kind of stuff. But here we are. We're not doing that. Maybe that's our goal for next year. Maybe we should have the first annual next year. R and B talks Christmas party. <gasps> I like it. Nice. I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Maybe post a little <sighs> bit of the party on the old uh, YouTube channel, right? <laughs> you know. Maybe we'll have an ugly sweater contest. Word. You know what's funny is talking about R and B talks and like filming. You know, my new phone takes better video than what we're using now on this ultra commercial stupid video camera. That's okay. We'll t- we'll just keep using the video camera. I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear you say that. Okay. Okay. So, question. Um, what? What do you think? And I was thinking about this this week. What do you think of the current status and societal opinion of Christmas in the general sense? Does it still have somewhat of a religious? <clears throat> zeal or has it just been as far as society goes as we talked about this last week society versus culture or has as far as society goes has christmas become all about gifts and other squalor i mean look you you've always had you've always had this um it was always the right thing to do to think of christmas as something other than gifts like I don't think culture has pushed it to a gift. Well, I think commercialization has pushed it into like a gift thing. But I mean, as far as people, when they talk about Christmas or the holidays or whatever, uh, I think in general, it's it's not really about it's they're trying to make it not about the gifts. So, I mean, I think that's a good thing from the cultural standpoint. It's veered farther away from a faith based type of thing. True. But so is everything else. So I mean it just goes along with it. However, it's it seems like, you know, there's there's always something about Christmas that you know in you know, all the all the Hallmark movies that Christmas magic and blah blah blah. Well, there is something about Christmas, man. It's just it's just something. It's just but I think I think you don't see as much festivities around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like we don't anyway. Um you know, it used to be like people or I don't know, maybe out more or like um, there's more celebrations. It's more, more Makes sense. It's more festive yeah. than what it is now. For I sure. I would say that's, that's a definite decline, at least where I'm at here. Well, I mean, one of the things that I do like appreciate, have you guys gone to Charlestown, by the way, and looked at the town square lights? No. No? Dude, it's worth the trip. Your your girls would love it. My boys loved it. They were they just they just and it's just a short drive up the road, man. It's not a long way, and it's actually really, man, legitimately worth seeing. Like, and it's it's goes every day until Christmas Day. Y'all take a drive up there. You really like it. Well, I can't now. Well, I'm on vacation. I know you can. Can listen here, Clark. Cheerful. <laughs> Why did I know that was coming? All right, but anyway, here's what I believe. I believe that I believe that a little bit, just a little bit that the western church in general has let Christmas kind of go to the commercial side. Um and the reason I say that is, you know, one of the great memories that I have Back when I first started going to church, um, I went to this little small church, Hillendale Christian Church. It was a little, little community church, right? It wasn't, there might be 200 members in there. And they used to have this just just awesome, like you sang, you know, Christmas hymns and you had the candlelit vigil and, you know, it, you you prayed and you, 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 you weren't solemn, but you you gave Christmas the reverence it deserved, right? It yeah. was about the birth of Christ, right? And I always walked away from that feeling just like next level good, right? Like it was it was that it was that kind of thing. And 
you know, a few years ago, I went to a mega church that will remain unnamed because I'm not trying to be a hater. Every church has its purpose, I believe. And as I'm standing in there watching everything go on, I feel like I'm at a pentatonics concert and this, the, 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 the person came up on stage and they only spoke for like 10 minutes. And it was this very short, like little crispy, almost like a short telling of the Christmas story. Right. And then we went back into singing these just upbeat, like poppy, you know, songs. And when I walked out of the service, I felt nothing. And and I realized that kind of the same as with worship today inside of a church, it's gone to a very formulaic kind of, let's give them these, you know, emotionally grabbing songs. And, you know, I just, I felt, I haven't felt that. And now granted my current church does a really good job and I'm glad to be back in it. But for me, I kind of feel like the, the larger Western churches kind of let the Christmas holiday kind of slide over more to the commercial side and more to the pandering side of, you know, let's be big and epic so we can get people in to see our big and epicness, you know? So at one of these mega churches where that have participated in the worship team for years and years, the, 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 there was like eight, 12 services over Christmas weekend right so if you were in on staff playing playing for worship or whatever it's exhausting it's a big thing it's a big show it's a big it's big to do man big thing i mean it's and when you're talking about when you talk about mega church productions it it is a production like it's a full-fledged you got directors you got backline you got all i mean you got a whole the whole thing like you would have at any kind of major event that's what they are um, and it's, you know, you got, you got timings, you got all kinds of stuff, but I, I mean, look, I enjoyed it, but, um, there were some years it was better than others. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, there was some, sometimes it would be more subdued sometimes mm-hmm. not, but you know, I think, I think overall what, what I, what I, what I always thought was important, but doesn't. Well, I guess I'll say this. It's like you, the 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 Christian Super Bowl is is Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. So between really Christmas should set up this whole idea of leading to that is is my opinion. Like you 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 have to make Christmas important about the birth of Christ because that that begins that whole journey through what Christ did in order to to get to that pinnacle point of resurrection Sunday. Yep. And I, I just, I don't think a lot of, I don't think, I don't think they do that. They just want to make Christmas an event. want to make Easter an event. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't have this like escalation point to there really. Not a lot yeah. of churches. I haven't really seen too many churches do that. Well, anyway, but going back to Christmas though, I think, you know, Christmas should be a, like a really, you can you can go two. There's only two ways. And well, I shouldn't say only, but two ways I think for a church to do Christmas well is like either do it solemn, where you're like in reverence of like a you know thinking about you know the Jesus in the manger and like how it was how it was like this out in in the countryside and just this little okay make it really like where it has a reverent impact like that. Yeah. And the other, the other side of that for me would be like, if it was a real celebration of the birth of the Messiah, that's kind of where I'm at, right? Like, dude, that's our savior. That's the reason that I have eternal life. We need to be celebrating that. Right. Um, okay. Quick off the, off the beaten path question, Reggie, what's your favorite Christmas Carol? I'm gonna say I liked always liked We Three Kings. 
not only only because of like the uh, I've heard it in the timber of like the the a baritone or a bass voice yeah and I always loved how that sounded um but you can't get over like the the uh, I think Holy Night has like a lot of meaning that is impactful when done well yeah and still is Little German Boy's fun but yeah. it's not I don't know. I I I really I'd love playing that before too. That was fun. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, those are those are kind of it. I'm gonna go with, and there's a special reason behind this. White Christmas by Ben Crosby, and the reason that I love that song was because when my grandmother would play that song, I knew it was the beginning of the Christmas season for our family. Like that that song would come out, Ben Crosby, that nice slow. Why and she would? It was it was like she that was her way of announcing, "Hey boys, it's now Christmas time, right?" And then we got into the Christmas year. But I'm a big, big fan of Oh Holy Night. That is one of my all time favorites as well. It's got a lot of meaning, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of there. The other one I liked. Um, I don't think it was Bing Crosby. Who was it? Uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. What the hell song is that chestnuts called? Chestnuts roasting. And I can't remember which fire. which um, Jack Frost. <laughs> I can't remember you know. which like old school uh, guy that was. It's called Merry Christmas, but uh, I don't know who. Yeah, I can't remember it. who the the version I'm trying to think of. I don't remember which one it was. I want to say Burl Ives, man. Does that sound know. right? No. Anyway. It could have been Bing Crosby too. Could have been Bing Crosby. He yeah. did a, like a whole Christmas album and did some amazing versions of some stuff. Well, I have like I doubt like huh. he did God Rest You Merry Gentlemen and it was, it was I have impressive. like all I have his Christmas album. I have like Sinatra's and I have all those guys, right? Yeah. Because that's the kind of Christmas music I prefer. Is yeah. that um or on the opposite side of that for some reason I loved I loved Mannheim Steamroller. And their Christmas stuff, dude. Now it got it got way pushed into the elevator music these days. Yeah. But like, you know, back when I was growing up, though, I just really dug it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just one of those things. But but not to get off topic, like you know, I have it's a mixed bag for me at Christmas, right? It's it's. As I get older, the meaning of the holiday morphs for me, right? Like when you're younger, it's about, you know, ooh, Christmas, the time get. And now that I'm older, man, I love to, to give to my kids. I love to watch my wife receive a gift and watch her eyes light up because she does so much for me throughout the year that she doesn't even know that she does, that I feel like giving back to her in that way is is very important. But for me... I get more introspective during Christmas now. Like I'm, I'm much more, um, I'm much more and much, much more likely to, to, to look inwards to kind of check myself and where I've been that year. And some years have been like, wow, that was a good year, man, spiritually, mentally. And then sometimes you're like, Brian, bruh, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like bruh, bruh. Say that when I'm talking to myself. I don't know why, but that's okay. Um, but you know, it's you know, and I've I've had some great blessings this year. I mean this this podcast, man, has been a huge thing for me. Um, Reggie, you and I've known each other now for a while, and good long, you know, this podcast is a, is a is just so important for me to be able to communicate and talk about the things that are going on in my life. Um, you paid me a very nice compliment this evening. I appreciate it, Reggie. I apparently speak more wealthy than I am, <laughs> but that's cool, right? You don't um, look like you're from this neighborhood. <laughs> guess what? Nah. <laughs> but, but I think I've become more introspective as I get older. Like, you know, and I realize that, you know, when I come to this point, I really need to, to kind of have a grateful heart. Um, You know, I, I've managed to, to be able to, for the last few years to partake in a career that, you know, I never really thought I would ever do. It always kind of seemed like, you know, fluff. Oh, I'd love to be that one day. Um, 
you know, I've, 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 I've been blessed with a lot of things, right. And, and been blessed with a lot of opportunities. And, you know, I, now's that time to really be grateful and, and know that, you know, people ask me all the time, Brian, how do you know that God is blessing you? Um, because real time prayers answered, right? Like real time things have happened that have brought me to where I'm at. And, and it, this is that time of year where I really kind of turn to those things and start to become grateful and, and glad that they're there. Okay. You know, I'll say this, man. If somebody asked me that, I say, cause I'm breathing. Yeah. I'm breathing right now. Yeah. I got up this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm alive today. Yeah. If you, if you're not grateful for every moment you're spending here, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. If you, you got to find, I mean, this is why the, 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 when you follow Christ, how different it is in your perspective, because even if you're suffering, there's a purpose to it. Yeah. And it's not like that purpose has anything nefarious, like that purpose is for the good, whether it's something you have to change, something that's going to change as a result of that or, or, or whatever. But there's always something good that comes out of a tragedy or, or a problem or whatever. And it's difficult to make maintain that perspective on a day-to-day basis. Christmas, though, man, is like, look, this is when, when in Genesis, when the, the, the all every all the whole existence was made, man was made, all the stuff, um, and then when, when, it kind of per, foretells about, you know, the whole needing a savior type of thing, and you know, there's all kinds of. There, I should say this because we don't have time, but how the how it plays out from Genesis to to the book of Matthew when Jesus was born it's it's unreal about how that all lays out and how that all works out to that to that moment so i mean it should be a time of like just like both of complete and utter just holy cow how i mean this is magnificent a celebration a, um, a time of thinking and reverence and all this stuff you should have all that during christmas yeah but um you know, there's there's a lot of things that get in the way of that, and I'll say the commercialization of the holidays are one. Not to say that there's anything wrong with like, you know, Christmas trees and all that stuff. You can get into a discussion about where those come from. With I drove my wife nuts when I <laughs> when we first got together because I told I told her how the, you know, what some of the rituals, pagan rituals were brought into christmas and not uh and by the way i don't mean like christians brought that into their christian worship that 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 must be yeah we got to keep that separated i'm saying like just in the holiday with you know the tree being lit up and kind of stuff like this anyway but my point is it's up to you to make christmas what you want to make of it i mean you know it can be it can be really a lot of things um but uh, you know, especially if you got kids, man, I don't, I don't know. I like, I was thinking about it th- actually yesterday. I kind of feel bad how I, I didn't, I haven't made Christmas be as special as it should be for my kids. Yeah. But you got to think, man, you're thinking from the adult perspective, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and let me speaking from someone whose kids are a little older than yours, Right. Something that I, I really struck me this year was how calm and cool and non. This is one of those moments when you know you've done something good as a parent. When both of my boys were like, you know what, Dad? You know, if you could just give me my letter jacket and we'll call that a day. And, you know, my youngest boy's like, oh, I don't really want a whole lot, just a little something. And they're not really looking for the payoff, right? And I, and I look at that and I, 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 it makes me proud to know that my kids have a reverence for the holiday beyond what they can, what they can, you know, garner from the holiday. And I'm sure they'll be taken care of by us and family members and things like that. But my kids just really want to be around the family and, 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 and do the things that the family does, right? They're, 
more than anything. And and that makes me feel good about who my kids are, right. And where, where their heads are at. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I think that is special to your girls, man. I mean, think about, well, not that I don't know. say it's not, I mean, I'm just like, I didn't have a chance to, I didn't decorate the tree with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there was, there's just a few, I didn't help my wife decorate the house or whatever. I, I didn't get to either, man. It's, you know, yeah, I'm, I know, but it's like, there's not Christmas music playing in the house. You know, there's not like, you know, I don't know. There's just things that I remember from my childhood that I, 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 it's just such a great memory of like decorating the tree and like my, all the time, all the time my mom or my aunt's like, cooking baking something that yeah. smells awesome you know or um just the 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 constant music of like being crosby and nat king cole and you know all that stuff yes, sir um you know and and it's just it's just not there yet it, it, but it's it is a different time and we we have a different thing here too you know so i mean it's not like it's not like we're not doing things for the hall ho- for christmas or for whatever but it's just yeah it's just different man hey reggie you're wearing an ugly christmas sweater i know obviously my girls do find it to be festive oh, yeah, of course well, um, but there is some let, let me ask you this man when somebody when somebody says ryan um isn't christmas just a pagan holiday that the christians took over no what would you say to that i would say no i would say no now, let me be honest. Um, I can tell you a lot about Halloween and all of the rituals that Halloween falls from, and I can tell you all about some other holidays, but I've never really studied Christmas, and there's a reason why. Um, I've never looked at Christmas from the pers- from the perspective of it being a pagan holiday. I've always looked at Christmases. You know, because even when I was coming up, you know, there was some talk of religion in our family, though it was not practiced very much at all. Um, and I was clear on the fact that it was celebrating the birth of Christ. It was never, you know, you know, it, it was never uh, not a religious holiday in the sense of understanding what the celebration of Christmas was supposed to be about. So I never really wanted to push it beyond that. And as I got to be older, it wasn't that I wanted to be ignorant of what Christmas was or its history or the add-ons or the bolt-ons that came along with it. I didn't, I did not want to be educated. I just didn't want to change my own perspective of what it was. Right. Like I never wanted to be like, to give myself an opportunity to be like, Oh, I can't believe we do that at Christmas. You know what? I just want to recognize it for what it is. I, I actually at one point had thought, well, you know, I better study this. But I was like, no, because if I study it, I'm going to find out something I don't like and it's going to taint the holiday for me. So I've just kind of left it <laughs> pure in that way in my head. Right. So I'm going to say, no, it is not a pagan holiday that was taken over. I may be wrong, but I choose to take that stance out of pure not wanting to know bad things about this holiday. I will not answer that question then for you. Well, please answer it. I mean, I'm not. I mean, educate me, dude. I, I love to be educated, right? So let me know, dude, bro. Hanging on me. Uh, it will change your outlook. I'm telling you. It will change. I don't think it I'm, will. I'm not saying. Look. Because here's here's a. <laughs> All right. So who did we steal it from? And can we give there, it back to him and look, start there, our own? No, no, no. We didn't. We, okay. When I said we didn't steal take the holiday from anybody else but there was commercialization that did so there is there there are there, the winter solstice carried through some pagan festivities and stuff that is included in our christmas holiday okay um and here's where i want to be sparingly because i mean you can research all you want you'll get different answers to this question or you'll find different things. But from, from what I know is like the Yule log was kind of a ball worship type of thing. Dude, you said log. I did. <laughs> and like, so the tree is, a, is, is a, is a progression of that um, as a pagan thing kind of stuff. But okay. 
But then you put a star on the top of the tree, which is significant of the North Star and all that kind of stuff, too. So, look, it's all got real mixed up. But we, I don't think anybody, well, okay, I shouldn't say anybody, but most of us don't sit there and put the tree up and go, hail ball. <laughs> and, and, you know, like we're not doing that. Um, and, you know, Santa Claus is like a whole thing. Yeah. Right. But to, the Christian idea of Christmas hasn't changed. And I think that's important to say. You know what? What are whatever culture and commercialism does with it? I mean, yeah, we can't control that kind of stuff, right? I mean, well, and and here's I have a an interesting perspective on that, and <laughs> a lot of my Christian brothers and sisters find me to be a little cantankerous <laughs> when I say this, but I, I truly do believe this, and it's kind of in the vein of, you know, is rock and roll music from the devil? <laughs> yes. No, it is not. Um. I believe that words only have power if we give them power. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So if you give Halloween a negative power in your life, it's going to have a negative power. If you have Christmas a negative power in your life, it's going to have negative power. But I don't allow things like that to to skew my my spiritual existence. I don't allow I don't allow things like that in to to pull me astray. Now I'm not I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that certain things don't trigger them. And, and I realize and understand that, but as far as like Christmas goes, dude, it's, it's the birth of Christ, man. You can dress it up however you want. You can, you can put a revolving solar system on top of your head and call it solar system. If you want to, I don't care. It's the birth of Christ. <laughs> it, it, and, and that's that's one of those things that frustrates me because, you know, I've, I've known some people that are like, well, we won't do this on Christmas and we won't do this on Christmas because we don't believe that that was part of what happened during, you know, when Christ was born. Oh, so you're going to go in your backyard and sleep in a manger? What are you going to do, man? You, you're, you're, you're taking this to an extreme where you're making it ritualistic. And, and I don't think it needs to be ritualistic. There's a ritualistic part of the way people approach things that I think is just as distracting as the commercialized side of it, right? Well, let me – here's here's a here's, – okay, here's a follow-up. Okay. Does the Bible call us to celebrate the birth of Christ? Honestly, does the Bible say that we should celebrate the birth of Yeshua? I don't necessarily think so, honestly. No. I I can't think of anything in the Bible that specifically tells me to go celebrate, right? Like it doesn't. Um, We're supposed to celebrate the life, death, and resurrection. Yeah. But there's nothing that says proclaim this as a holiday, right? Yeah. Or or a special day or whatever, yeah. right? And I mean that's imp- look the the importance of that is just to say like we're signifying the importance of it. We are we are doing that. We're saying look, this is great and this is important. And it is, but it's not like God said, hey, this day is is this holiday. Poof, this is, must be celebrated like this. Blah blah blah. All these rules and such and you know that kind of thing. All that business. Yeah, there's not look, there's nothing like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, your intention is it's is everything. And there's so many I want to say this too. I got to make this crystal clear. There's so many ancient ritualistic things that have been repeated or borrowed or whatever over the centuries of <laughs> centuries and centuries. No one even remembers the origin point of all these. No Joe Schmo goes, Oh, this is a Christmas tree. Oh, that's a really, a, uh, that was really actually a symbolism of the Yule log, which the Yule log was used to worship ball because it was a fire and the, all the <laughs> nobody, no, no, only, only the, the, the real nerdy idiot people like me do that kind of nonsense. You know, they're not, they're not looking at that going, Oh, this means ball. You know what I mean? That's just one example. There's, there's plenty of other ones, but I mean, look, you, you're obviously I have a Christmas tree in my home. 
Yeah, I do too. Which for a while I didn't. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I told my wife like, hey, look, I mean, this is what that really kind of comes from. We shouldn't really do that, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, it's, I mean, come on. We're in 2023. I'm not thinking of that. I'm not doing that. It's a festive thing. It, it looks nice. Yeah. It's got pretty lights on. Bro, <laughs> you know, come I'm on. sure they didn't have Christmas sweaters at, the, at Jesus's birthday. No. Either, so I mean, you know, like <laughs> red is red and green are significant colors of this and that. And like the, the, the way Santa Claus is dressed is significant for this and that. I mean, you can, you could dig into that as far as you want, but at the end of the day, like, I, I I don't know anybody, at least, who's running around going, I'm wearing this because of it's a it's a Luciferian ritual that I'm carrying through. I mean, I, look. So uh, let's just be real. Like yeah. there's a, there's many ways you could like get way way into it. You can get deep in the weeds if you want. Sure. And look, I think it's fun yeah. to know like where that comes from. And and it's but man, at the end of the look. I'm not celebrating anything but the birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's it. You know, I don't care about St. Nick. I don't care about the myth and legend of his presence in the chimneys and all that nonsense. Or the, I don't care. I'm certainly not going to be drudged by kids from like wanting to like go say hi to a Santa Claus or there. Now we actually told them and have never lied to them about Santa. We always said that was a myth and a legend. There was a guy named St. Nicholas. He did this. We always did that. We have, we've, they've never, they've never did that. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I don't say anybody should do that or not. I'm just saying, we just said, we're not going to lie to our kids. Well, uh, both of my boys <laughs> figured it out by a uh, law of deduction, right? Like we didn't have a chimney. Dylan came to me one day and was like, Dad, uh, we don't have a chimney. So how does he get in our house? The Tim Allen Christmas movie had that. Yeah, I know, but Come I wasn't I never watched that movie. So <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. I actually was like, uh, so what do you think, buddy? <laughs> and he's like, he finally looks at me, he goes, he goes, All the Christmas presents have your mom's handwriting on them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he goes, I don't think there's a Santa Claus dad. And I was like, does that upset you? And he was like, no. And Caleb kind of figured it out the same way. Yeah, but right? your boys are like, so not <sighs> you, it's, it's, but they are kind of laid back with crap like that. Yeah, dude. they mean, are the kids. They, 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 I, that's what I love about my sons is they are so mellow about stuff like yeah, that. I mean, it's like, like they're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> They're, they're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all right, you know, and again, grateful for that. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, we, you know, I would like to issue a challenge to some people, man. And, and this challenge is for me is do your, do something that you may have never done before. And that's give a gift without expecting anything, right? Give completely, find someone who's in need and give a gift whatever that gift might be, right? And give it of the only purpose is to give a gift. Don't don't give it with the expectation of a thank you. Don't give it for the expectation of reciprocation. Um that in in itself is a very fulfilling thing to do because you know, we're called to give, right? We're called to 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 help others. And I find so many times when I talk to people I was talking to a guy the other day and he's like, you know, I gave my brother this and he'd do anything for me. And I didn't have the heart to look at this guy and be like, that's not giving, that's bartering. Right? If you're if you're giving with the intention of receiving something in return, you're not. That's bartering. Yeah. Well, so you just didn't tell the other person they were obligated. I don't wait till Christmas to get people stuff for one thing. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. So when Christmas time comes around, I'm really not I really don't I'm like is there something weird or funny or something Yeah, for like something cool. You right? know, um the best thing that people and and this is for me. The best thing people can do for someone else's to make someone something. And it yeah, could be something as silly cool. as like a picture yeah. or a letter or or uh, some kind of weird, if you're into woodwork, uh, whatever. But Macaroni like, art. 
I don't care. Like if you made something for somebody and you gave, like if I get a gift and someone makes it by them, like they made this, I don't care what it is. I'm like overwhelmed. That is amazing. Cause for me, it's, it's the time and the effort to put in there went farther than just clicking on a button on Amazon or something. Right. Yeah. Like my mother-in-law, man, um, I know she probably didn't think it was that big a deal, but she made like these liqueurs on her own, like these from scratch, like a, a Irish cream, a, a Kahlua or whatever, uh-huh. made them and gave it to us for Christmas. I thought that was the coolest freaking thing ever. Yep. Because she made it. I mean, I didn't really. She ca- created it. Yeah, I didn't care. I, I don't. Um, What was it? What? I don't know. There's been a couple times, man, where it's just been like, just been blown away by something like that. Dude, you know what always gets me is when somebody takes the time to make like a homemade snack or something. Like a couple of years ago, somebody brought me this chocolate almond brittle. And man, it was so cool because they were like, you know what? I was making this, man. I thought you would like this. And the fact that they took a moment and went, you know what, man? I think Brian would really love some of this. So they made extra. They put effort and heart into making their own sweat and time and brought me this brittle. And I was just, my hair was blown back, man, because I was like, the fact that somewhere in your process, you thought, hey, man, Brian would like some of this. I was like, how cool is that? Right. You know, and 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 it just, you know, I think that to me, stuff like that, you know, it, it it's to me it's the actual thought that counts in a gift like that that you took a minute like your like your mother-in-law she took a minute to to do that takes creativity and time and effort and and you got to do some research and study and you go get ingredients and put the right things together well, that's why and, we so we you know we make cookies yeah uh, and give it to our neighbors right yeah. we we make a whole bunch of cookies yeah this year i actually even got i went one step farther i got like a a special stamp that has like Merry Christmas from the pains, you know, that you oh, stamp cool. the cookies, you know, that's cool. And it, yeah. So, 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 <laughs> but yeah, I mean, cause I'm thinking like, you know, I never, I never talked to my neighbors that much. I mean, we live a little bit far farther apart than most, I think. And it's like everybody's, there's a lot of older people around here, yeah. you know? So, yeah. but anyway, so, so, I mean, <clears throat> Every everybody has to understand that churches are going to do churchy type of Christmas things. Yeah, and churches are it's full of people that are trying to do. <laughs> they're trying. It just gets messed up sometimes. But the holidays look just just. There's a lot of people. I I want to say that the holidays are the roughest part of the year. Yeah, you know uh, they lost their they lost their spouse they lost a kid they um you know it's the first christmas of this or that right i mean it's freshly divorced parents the first time when they have another look there's there's all kinds of things that this holiday that christmas really messes people up so you know i it's it's interesting because nowadays you're not i I used to be like out and about a lot doing like shopping and and stuff like that for people or or the uh, parties or whatever the case may be but I'm not anymore because we're, you know, yeah, internet. kids, man. Click, click, and, yeah. you got, and you got kids and you got everything else. But I hope that people are out and about and just understand it. You know, I I hate it when you see those um, people that are in just such a hurry or they're just angry at the world. And it's like, you know, it's Christmas time. And the one guy who's like actually enjoying Christmas and like, they're like, give him a d- dirty look or, or whatever. You Worse know, over, it's like, be intentionally rude or mean. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, man. I, you know, but I want to tell you something cool, man, that goes on in my little neighborhood. Um, there is a lady in my neighborhood and she's lost a husband and a son. And she has a tree in her yard next to her house. And every year she decorates that tree in honor of her husband and her son. And she invites people from anywhere, anywhere to come and hang an ornament for a lost loved one or someone that was close to them. And, you know, I, uh, if you know me, you know who I'm talking about. I don't want to put her on blast just because I want to respect her privacy, but 
that is an example of someone who took their pain and gave it purpose, right? Like she, and she's very public about it. Like she wants people to be involved and she invited my youngest son to get involved. And, and she is, she's been, and on top of that, one of the kindest people you'll ever meet in your life. You know, there's people in, in the world that, that experience loss and it gives them perspective. And, and this woman is one of those people that's experienced some heavy, heavy loss in her life. And she's, it's given her perspective and she deserves credit. And I'm very protective of her. And so is my wife because <laughs> she is one of the nicest people. Yeah. And, and that to me is, you know, indicative of the right way to handle loss in, in a time of celebration is to, is to celebrate. Right. I mean, you know, we, you know, as Christians, when we get to resurrection Sunday, we're celebrating the loss of our savior in a way and the resurrection of him. And, you know, we're, you know, one of the things I would tell people, and this is just kind of a blanket thing. And if anybody, let me be clear, if anybody's listening to what Reggie and I are talking about and you're, you're having a hard time, I would love for you to reach out, man. I would love to help you find some plate places, plays to, you know, take care of that and, and get some help. But, you know, this is that time when, you know, you can really make something out of your loss, right? You can make it a new day. And, and, and that's, that's impressive to me that someone can lose that much and yet stay focused on what matters, right? Well, not just that, dude, but like sometimes the best way to handle stuff like that is to serve others. Yeah. You know, and there's always a need. Yeah. In December of all times, usually in the winter, it's cold. There's a lot of homeless people that need some help. Yeah. So there's, and, and there's tons of organizations that you could call and say, hey, I, what can I do? And they'll likely have, we got all kinds of things you can call do. your <laughs> local church, man. Sometimes the best organization is just down the street. Yep. Right. But I mean, there's there's all kinds of service opportunities that that, that helps so much people. Right. I mean, helping others helps you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So anyway, look, Merry Christmas, y'all. We hope you have a good holidays. Holiday. Comment, like, post. Peace, love, joy. We're two guys. These are two chairs. Merry Christmas, guys. Ho ho ho.